What's going on, everybody? It's me, it's me, it's the P-R-I-M-E, coming at you guys with another episode of the PNP. And I'm here again with my co-host, like every week, Lee Boy TV, say what's up to the people. Hey, I'm back for another week, man. Don't count me out. I'm still here, y'all. I'm still here, and it's Disney Plus month. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. So, yeah, this is our second week of Disney Plus month. If you haven't seen the first week, we did Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, we talked about that a little bit, talked about Disney Plus, uh, and the app is so great, we decided to make a whole month out of the app. So, if you didn't see it, go back and watch it, and then come watch this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In fact, uh, you're going to tell the people uh, what we're reviewing today? Yes. So, if you guys didn't know, obviously, y'all didn't see last week, after I watched it, y'all will figure out that Mrs. Doubtfire was Lee Boy's pick. And this week is my pick. I had a lot to choose from, um, which which we might still do. Uh, but I decided ultimately to just go with this movie, and that's The Emperor's New Groove. Hey, um, right on the cusp of uh, nostalgia, the 2000s. This movie came out in 2000, right? Yes. Nice. So uh, before, uh, you probably heard it, but have you, have you seen this movie before now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, okay, this is okay. one of the ones that the kids like, you know, obviously. my uh, Jordan thinks he's Cusco when he's dancing and stuff in the beginning. Cusco! Okay. Yeah, so okay. it's one we definitely put on at night every once in a while. So I I chose this movie because I honestly, for one, it's underrated. Like, it's not the Aladdin and not the Lion King and all that, but it's still a good movie, and it still has a lot of good humor for everybody to enjoy mm, stolen um, stolen elements though from aladdin and also lion king but we'll talk about that but of yes course it's Disney, so yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you know they're gonna recycle but yeah. <laughs> definitely i will say that the comedy is pretty good in this one yes this is probably i want to say the funniest but it's probably top five funniest disney movies as far as that the, the disney name goes i would probably put it up there maybe i have to go back and look this is one of the funniest ones like they don't get that disney chuckle like the fake disney chuckle like <laughs> like some of these are actually like clever funny and they make you laugh so i uh got some i got some notes down i'm i guess the notes is the whole movie so i'll go down some of these notes then we are going to talk about our nostalgia star ranking that we're gonna start using for our reviews or, or bringing it back and um, just to start off, how did you like the introduction to Cusco? Oh, when he's like, this is obviously the very beginning and the song and him dancing or in, even before this, that. Well, wait, what happened in the beginning? I didn't watch it this today. Is a, so. This is a sad llama. <laughs> he's like, this is a sad llama. You want to know what that llama has in common with me? It is me. I'm the llama. <laughs> Is and he what he's depressed in the very beginning or what? Yeah, it's like him sad when the rain on him. He a llama. <laughs> he's like, you want to know how I got here? I got to go back to the beginning. So then, of course, they go to Happy Cusco, and he's like arrogant, selfish, and everybody's dancing and bowing to him. And uh, the the guy says, "Hey, Cusco, we have to find your wife." He was like, "Nah, nope. Let me guess. You have a great personality." <laughs> Oh yeah, the to the uh, to one yeah. of the girls. Yeah, well, he's dissing all of them, and it reminds me. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen 
uh, where guys and girls are like rating each other to their face. It's kind of like a viral thing. It, it just reminds me of that, how he's just telling each and every one their flaws to their face. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's funny because it's like it's so outrageous how they're doing it. And it's like, uh, it's, it's just funny for this movie to like bring stuff like that out. But uh, the, the guy is in his way. By the way, did you know the guy that's singing? No. His opening, the guy that's singing is Tom Jones. I don't know if you know Tom Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know Tom Jones. Yeah, okay. Uh, for y'all that don't know Tom Jones, he's the one that sings uh, uh, the cartoon song. It's not unusual. Uh, but he he's just he's the guy singing with the afro and the that's him i did not know that um but that's him and this cast has a lot of cameos here and there but uh we go from Cusco's intro to yzma and croc's intro um did yzma give you that feel right off the bat or were you just like oh she just looked creepy well, I mean, obviously, we could talk about who's voicing Yzma, uh, well, yeah. Eartha, Eartha Kitt. And Eartha um, obviously, she's a standout throughout the movie. She's hilarious. Definitely gave me, she gave me some of the same vibes she gives in um, Boomerang. But, <laughs> I mean, it's just her voice, obviously. That's where I, I know I'm most familiar uh, with her. But just in the beginning, yeah, she uh, is, is a great character, um, you know, and I always, always love the antagonist. So I was feeling Yzma from the very beginning. Uh, I personally, uh, we get to Pancho's intro. Uh, Pancho, all he did was say, you know, he was like, hey, I got a meeting. And the dude was like, over there, into the corner, into the, to the thing. It's like, all right. But they get summoned. Cusco summons Pacho to his palace just to tell him that he's tearing down his house, his village, to make a, 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 a guest Cusco house. Cuscoville or something? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> that honestly is messed up, but I guess you can do that in wherever they live at. Uh, which is, that's, that's still messed up. He said, I'm coming to your house, tearing everything you got that your family been there for 60 years and tearing all that down. And I'm building my house because you don't matter. <laughs> and this is like his coming of age first thing that he wants to do, right? He's just had a, a, birthday, a birthday or he just became a, a prince or something. Well, obviously he's been a prince, but it's his birthday. It's his birthday gift to himself. Right. Because right. He, he, he buys gifts for himself because he, he's that selfish, that selfish person. Um, anyways. This is the part that I kind of like, that I kind of don't like, but Yzma is the emperor's assistant or whatever. So she wants to take over. So she's like plays in a chair and all that. He fires her. And, uh, you know, she wants revenge. So she goes and it's one of the more iconic scenes, not iconic scenes, but like iconic uh, lines of the movie. They go into a lab. She said, pull the lever, Kronk. Close lever, she falls into whatever lever, whatever they got. And then she says, Why do we have that lever? It's an ongoing joke. They keep doing it. Um, I'll talk about that later. But that's probably one of the, if you think about this whole movie and everything with it, I think Pull the Lever Croc is probably the most iconic laugh from this whole series. Um, how do you feel about her plan, though? 
her plan oh, to poison him. Well, first off, that is what is that not taken from Sleeping Beauty or one of those kind of just a little bit the whole the whole poisoning thing or Snow White actually both of them really, and then her like her whole role as an advisor very similar to Jafar uh, in Aladdin trying to take over the the kingdom. Um, you know this this person that's a misunderstood that. It's kind of ugly and well uh, her and Jafar have similarities but differences. It's like Jafar, nobody was in control, and then Aladdin just came in and took the spot. Wow. Uh Yzma, she's like Cusco's just young, and I'm just I just should be over him. Pretty much is her her thing. It's like right, she's she got issues, yeah. But yeah, um yeah. I mean, obviously, it's much needed for for the plot of the story. I mean, of of this movie. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely needed. Isma's whole gripe uh, against this young, uh, arrogant, uh, self fulfilling Cusco uh, it definitely drives uh, her the mission between her and then she brings Kronk along. He's just along for the ride. Well, whatever yeah, she pretty- says. <laughs> Pretty much. He's Iago in this one. <laughs> uh so so anyways, she she plans to just give him a potion and he dies. But she got Kronk with her, and Kronk obviously messes up. So Kronk accidentally grabs misplaces the, the label. Right? Yeah, he yeah, no, it's funny because the way they roll it up, it looks like a skeleton and he rolls it up. He's like, This isn't the the death potion. <laughs> and uh yeah, uh, and it just speaks to the comedy inside the movie, those little intricacies that she mm-hmm. rolls up the little label and it's like the the llama. <laughs> yeah. And they somehow made it look like a skeleton, which was funny. Yeah. Cusco turns into a llama, which if you would have told me like this whole movie would be about a llama, I would be like what right that's just funny in itself that they chose a llama because it is just an ironic animal that doesn't really have any natural prowess like as far as physicality or abilities or intelligence or anything it's just a llama like it's like a donkey it's like worse than a donkey if he was turning into like a a a lion or something he would be cool with that because obviously lions don't as cool animals but a llama is like it's that's like a camel junior like <laughs> no one wants to be a llama somehow some way pacho and um pacha and and cusco end up on this journey together and um you know there's a lot of things to go ahead in in their way they, they got to get you know get rid of and well, pacha saves the- him right he saves him in yes. the in the jungle or something from yeah, the crocodiles from, and all that from, from yeah because uh, I, I got it planned while i'm watching it and they're on the scene that i'm about to talk about is the scene that is it, it, it's, it's i don't know if it's iconic enough but like when i was younger this was the scene that i kind of fast forward to it's the scene where they go back to back and mm-hmm. they gotta like work together to get out of the little uh hole that they're in and I like that because um, it was like, hey, we're not friends. We've got to work together. So that part, I, I, I really I really liked when I was younger. Now seeing that, I'm like, OK, I can see what they're setting up. Yeah, they definitely but, set it up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So anyways, Cusco was like, yeah, I'll help you. If you help me, I will not use your house. And then they go over. I don't know what it's called. I call it the Shrek Bridge. When you step in it, it just you know, disappears. <laughs> Which I don't know why right. people still make these type of bridges. And I don't know how you make this type of bridge, but they do yeah, it. Yeah, how do you make uh, I guess you make it all on one end, but what do you throw it across to the other side? I don't know. It seems like, like whatever you use to make the bridge is probably more stable than the bridge. <laughs> yeah, because it's not like it's not like you can meet in the middle because it's like a string almost. Like I don't know, so I don't know how they. I don't know. Um, but he falls and and Pacha falls. Kuzco say, "Oh, I lied." So he goes right. No, <laughs> and then and then obviously Kuzco falls, and then they're both struggling in this bridge and uh surprisingly the bridge didn't fall like pieces of it did the whole bridge fall or just them pieces i can't remember mm, can't remember anyways uh they they no the bridge is before the back-to-back scene because the bridge falls is why they are back to back so yeah then there's all that uh i'm gonna just skip ahead to the restaurant but in the restaurant Ismo's there, Kronk's there. They back and forth with the, I don't know what you call it. I don't know. They, they were doing orders. Kronk was taking orders somehow. They're discussing. Talking. They're discussing the plan, right? Yes, but then. Or she's giving him the she's giving him the playbook. I think. Yes, but then uh, some somebody complains about their food, so he goes back there, and the guy's like, "What? Well, yeah, you complain it. How about you do it better?" So then he starts cooking, and then Ismo like, "I want cheese or something." Then Cusco says, I don't want cheese, then they keep going back and forth with each other coming in and out, passing each other. Pacho's like, look, they're they're here to kill you. Let's just leave. He's like, nah, they're not gonna kill me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the emperor. <laughs> yeah, no, I love and I love how nonchalant um Cusco is on and this is David Spade, right? Which is like yeah. the perfect, perfect casting for that time, you know, in in nostalgia in 2000 he was like the perfect uh, unassuming guy that's funny he could still be a leading man but at the same time he's very relatable and it transfers pretty well to his you know and his character as Cusco. uh anyways they, they go to uh, pacha's house he's when Kron goes to pacha's house to i don't i forgot why they go to his house like they just go to i guess see if he brought Cusco there and you know they have their little thing Cusco and Pacha show up and the kids and the mom pretty much well isn't well right before this Kron doesn't he notice Pacha and he's like hey that's the guy that um Cusco got stuck on his truck isn't that right before the house he doesn't he doesn't say it but he's like hey that looks familiar yeah he's he's figuring it out yeah but then they go to his house. So he probably just, he probably ratted them out unintentionally because, you know, Crocker's not the smartest. So. Not all there yet. <laughs> yeah. So he probably unintentionally ratted him out. And that's why they're at his house. And then, you know, the kids and all them beat her up, turn her into a pinata, uh, pretty much hold their own. And the thing is, Kuzco and Pacha, Go back before while Isma and Crocker are still at their house. Right, they could have just so, took over and <laughs> destroyed you know, what everything. I'm saying, but... I'm saying they raced back to get the potions, 
So they, you know, they pull the lever and they do all the things. Look for the potions, and they can't find it because Isma has it. Isma has beaten them there. To which he says, "How did you get here before us?" And Kron says, "It doesn't make sense, but it, it happens." And he pulls down the map and it shows the. I don't know. I just like that fourth wall stuff, fourth wall bridge stuff. Um, you know, yeah, no, the fourth wall is dope. Uh, also, like the secondary animation type, right? Right where they do like um kind of the behind the scenes storytelling animation is dope and it's kind of an ode to i think the inca or you know the the old native american because i believe this um the, the native american that they are might be in like ancient mexico or something so there's like hieroglyphics and stuff like that that are um you know prevalent out there in that culture so they do a good job of like incorporating that other animation which is nice so they're trying different potions for Cusco. He turns into all these different animals. Obviously trying to turn back into Cusco. We got all these different animals, trying all these different potions. She takes the potion, turns into a cat, which is probably the other line in this that I think. She's like, Are you looking for this? She's like, Is that is that my voice? And that whole thing. Um, how do you feel about cat easement? Oh, cat Yzma. The so well, and right before she turns into the cat, all of her henchmen turn into random animals too. There's a gorilla, octopus, mm -hmm. and everything. So I thought that was definitely a clever way to finish out the movie. Um, and you know, for the big battle scene, I thought that was great writing because obviously, you know, one of them turned Kuzma into a llama, and then you have all these random potions. They don't know which is which. Um, you know, and in between, he's turning into a whale, he turns into a, a little parrot. Uh, so they're frantic trying to find everything. She doesn't realize she's going to be a cat, and so yes, it's a surprise. She's like, Is this me? Is this my voice? She's looking, she's falling everywhere, and obviously, she's not even strong enough to open the potion. So I thought that was, uh, you know, very clever writing. Um, and it made the movie, it, it definitely redeemed the the plot of the movie because that brought something fresh that we had never seen in any disney movie so i thought that was um pretty cool pretty i cool feel element. like the cat was like i feel like there's cats like that that they look nice and then you meet them and then they bring the claws out and all that um <laughs> i mean it reminds me of life of pets for sure because there's definitely this is that's not disney but <laughs> and it came much later and then probably Oh, in some of the movies, there's got to be some old Disney movies with cats like that. I'm thinking, uh, oh, like the cats, I mean, the cats in uh, the cats in Lady and the Tramp a little bit, the Siamese cats. Um, but yeah, cats are devious animals, man. So I, it only makes sense that you would uh, bring one in to be an antagonist as Yzma. And then they got, because uh, they set this up earlier, we got another back-to-back -back scene. Kind of team up, go back right. to back to get the potion off the thing. Then, of course, he drinks it. And everything's. Well, well, wait, wait. Before it's the cat grabs it, he they almost get it. So they do all that. They're reaching for it. And then the cat comes out of nowhere, grabs a potion, and Kronk just opens up some trap door. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. He's trap always. Door, you open it, you fall to your death, which is weird. Like, because if he just comes out of nowhere, yeah. 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 <laughs> But yeah, uh, and then 
he calls him back to his mansion. He's like, I've spent like weeks on that hill. I didn't see no sunshine. So I'm going to build my pool house somewhere else. And then we get the vacation scene or whatever with them. Now they're like a family. And they're, which, why didn't he just say, y'all come live with me? Right. <laughs> he got this big house. He's going to send them back to their little humble house or. <laughs> That's supposed to be his dog. Like, he didn't save your life about two, three times, bro. Come on. He's supposed to look out for Pacha, man. Yeah, then we get the, the end. Uh, the end with Kronk uh, and Yzma's now Boy Scouts or whatever. And, uh, did you see that scene? That might be a, like a post-credit. I don't like, remember that part. He was like, what happens? Him. Yeah, he's like a Boy Scout. Kronk is a Boy Scout, and Yzma's just there because she's uh, she she's still a cat. Oh, she can't turn back because, yeah, they took the no. last potion. Yeah, because they took the kid. She's just there. So, yes, that, that that's how it ends. Now, that's how the whole thing is. And does Yzma make any, she doesn't make appearances in Kronk's New Groove or Emperor's New School or anything? Probably not. Don't, no, she's I don't, done. I don't think so. Yeah, she's I, done. Don't. I don't think so. Uh, wait, wait. I think she. Let me see. I think she does only because she has to. Because that's a part of the show. Well, the never cry. That, that has. You to. see, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I haven't watched Emperor's New School or Kron's New Groove in a while. So, so what's your favorite character? I know we're gonna be talking about ratings. And there definitely are some great characters in this. I mean, Kronk is a standout. Cusco's a standout. John Goodman is a little dry, but he's needed. You know, he's needed to, like, be a normal person to carry on the story and actually take care of business. And then, obviously, Yzma is a, a great as well. But are there any other characters of note, really? Not really. Uh, the, the kids. Right. The kids uh, go crazy. Um but yeah, it's pretty much I, those three. I would say, if not Kronk, then then Yzma, because of how well the character was played. If not that, then uh, yeah, if not that, then I'm probably say them. John Goodman, his character reminds me of uh, Sully. This other character, yeah. I was gonna say it reminds me of John Goodman. Look, <laughs> well, yeah. just, he's yeah. just yeah. always another character that he John plays. Goodman, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell it's John Goodman from the very beginning, and then I'll say, like, from the like outside looking in before I was actually like watching this movie, it was kind of hard for me to decipher between Kronk and I mean, they just they just kind of look the same, Pacha and Kronk, a little bit, they're just both big guys, both deep mm. voices. Um, so unless you're really paying attention, you know, as an adult land, you don't really understand what's going on. But watching it, clearly, uh, Kuzma is uh, not Kuzma. Kronk is hilarious. He's always just lost. Reminds me of a lot of different characters um, that give that comic relief. So it only made sense that he got his own spinoff because I'm sure kids were in love with Kronk um, after this movie. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, one scene that I forgot. It's the scene with Yzma. And she, uh, she like she pulls up her, her thing, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And then she has a knife. <laughs> that 
that was good. Um, do they ever explain why she looks that way? Is she just old? She's just old. What, what do you mean? I mean, she looks terrible. Like <laughs> everybody else is buff and swole, and she's like purple. Like Croc is like in his twenties. Yeah, but Parker why is she like purple though? 40. Why is she purple? <laughs> She's cursed. It must be a curse. I don't and know. And uh color changer surgery. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she didn't take up too many potions. She's been doing them drugs. That's potion. Yeah. Them potion drugs. Let stay off the potions, kids. Look. Yeah, yeah. So we're implementing a new segment on the Prime Nostalgia Podcast where we're going to be uh, going over the nostalgia star and giving each of these old school nostalgia movies a rating based on its fandom, the cast, plot, longevity, and the production of the particular film, in this case, the animated film. And so I'll, I'll leave fandom to last because it just kind of is everything that uh, kind of brings it together and how people really receive the movie. But first, let's talk about the cast. And we're going to grade all of these things on a scale from A to F, just like school. And then we'll, uh, we'll average it all up and give this particular project a grade. And today, obviously, we're talking about Emperor's New Groove. And when it comes to the cast, I'm going to give this one an A. Because you got Eartha Kitt, you got David Spade, you got John Goodman. What's the last guy's name? You know I wasn't going to remember that. <laughs> Patrick Warburton. Patrick uh, Warburton. Warburton, and, yeah. Yeah, and he's, uh, you know, he he's from a, what, are, what is he famous from? Everything. But yeah, um, yeah, so as far as the characters in this, I'd give it an A, uh, just off the top four. It's top heavy. Just like the Lakers are going to be this year. And no, I'm playing. <laughs> they got Eartha Kick, Patrick uh, Warburton. You got uh, John Goodman and uh, David Spade, which makes an awesome four. And they pretty much carry the movie. And then at, and for the time of the 2000s, definitely an all-star cast, I would say. And different uh, from a, a cast that you would normally see in a Disney movie at that time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. I gave it. Would you? Uh, well. Would you give the You gave you gave them an A too. Yeah. yeah. Come on, it's like it's just it's good. Fourth wall breaks make it perfect. So. Keep Fourth wall breaks. The comedic timing is all good. Um, how about the uh plot of this movie? The plot. What do you give this plot? I personally gave it. I personally gave it a B because it's like um. You say you've seen some stuff implemented, but I swear the animals and the potions and all that, them turning into the things make it, you know, different. Yeah, I'll give it a C. I'll give it a C, just a notch below. Because uh, like I said, we have the element, the kind of like Jafar, kind of like Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, and then also um, a little bit like Lion King, where he was supposed to kill uh, Cusco, but he couldn't do it. And then he had to come back and tell, quote unquote, Scar, which would be Yzma. Uh, I, he does. He never tells her, right? He like just kind of doesn't bring it up. And then Cusco uh, pops up. So it uh, reminds me a little bit of Lion King. So a lot of uh, at least three elements were definitely recycled, but sort of saved at the end with the with the ending fight scene. So um, I gave that a C, gave that a C. And then. Um, how about the production? 
how would you feel about the overall production, the technology, the animation style, um, and everything that went into this film? I gave that an A just because they made they made they made like a different city. Like it looked completely different from a lot of other things you will see. Like you know, most of them they'd be like in New York or wherever. They made a city and they made it look different, obviously, because they had to. Uh, everything again, it looks unique. Even the village where they go to Pachas, it looks unique. So that's why I see it. I see it. Yeah, and I like the animation style. I like also, like we said, the hieroglyphic quote unquote style when they're telling the second uh, story or behind the scene type stories. Uh, I thought that was dope. Oh, you mean like now, the green what came... screen? What the, the you mean like the green screen where he pulls the scene and he's standing in front of it? Mm-hmm, that, yeah, like, like that. Yeah. And but um, I'm thinking more like uh, when they're showing like the maps and things, and it's like a drawing. So like, mm-hmm. um, now what came first though, uh, this or Hercules? And is it the same animation team? Is it the same animation team? I don't know about the same team, but I do know Hercules came before. Okay. And uh, and actually, it it might be because that one scene where he's dissing all the girls, they're dressed in the same thing as the women singing Zero to Hero. Wait, not Zero to Hero. Right. It reminds me a a lot of Hercules. Reminds me a lot of Hercules. For that, I'll give it a B. But uh, so yeah, longevity of this movie, uh, I think it still plays well. Like we said, the characters uh, are, you know, the cast is really great. The writing's really great. Um, the jokes are, are good. They still stand up, I think, till today. It's not a movie that just falls off. You can continue to watch this one. So I would give yeah. it, I would actually give that an A as far as the Ooh. animation still yeah. looks pretty good. Uh, for it, it could still... You know, this could be made yesterday as far as the animation. It would be looked at as a different style. It wouldn't be the new 3D style, but it would still be acceptable. So I would actually give it an A, A minus for the longevity. I'll give it an A just because it still holds up now and also has a spinoff movie and a series that went two seasons. So right. I would I would give that, give it to that. And I mean, the season, I, I used to watch it when it came out. The show was like, Literally, it's a movie in show form, <laughs> but different tasks. But usually, he does the green screen, puts the green screen in front of it. He like the X people out to scene and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think, I think Isma is the principal of his school. I believe something like that. That would make sense. So she has a, <laughs> she has a like a bust of his head. And, like every every scene, she crushes it. And then they have to replace replace it with another because he still is the emperor, so his face is everywhere still. But he has to go to this. He's the emperor, so he runs the whole everything. But yet he he still has to answer to these men. So no, no, I agree with you. Like I said, I give it an A, A minus, and probably just a straight A for having its you know a spinoff and also um, a TV show that that followed now, it. So. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get to, is there a ride anywhere? Because I know you know. Is there a ride anywhere like this? For, for no, actually, Emperor's Not even a roller coaster they get on? Emperor's New Groove is not mentioned at all at Disneyland. It's nowhere. <laughs> there's no why, characters. There's no hats, no t-shirts, nothing. Wow, that might have to be a B then, an A-. minus. 
No, I mean, I, actually, I was going to give that's where I'm going to go to the fandom and we could go straight there. And I'm going to give it a C on the fandom just because even though it had, you know, because the longevity just speaks to how well the art holds up. But the fans are not holding this up. Like when people, you know, talk about movies that are kind of, you know, not the main Disney. I hear Hercules um, probably a little bit more than this. I'll hear like Moana and stuff. But I never hear people really coming out saying, oh, Emperor's New Groove was my stuff. Like every once in a while, I'm sure. But the fandom really isn't there holding up this franchise as much as it could be. And like I said, there's really no merch or anything in Disneyland that that um, continues a legacy. I think this is like a vault thing. That's why. Because this was in the vault. They put this in the vault for a long time. Uh, I think, I don't know, because like when they put a Goofy movie in the vault and the Goofy movie finally came out in the vault and then everybody started. And obviously now it got a lot of fans. This one was in the vault too. So it could be a goofy movie situation. Maybe, maybe not. I doubt it. Because we would have probably seen it by now. But it is an underrated like movie. What's the what's the average? And so you gave the fandom a you agree with me as a C? Yeah. So your average would be a solid B. Mine would be a B minus. So we're right there in the same range. Uh, okay. I think we definitely saved it is um definitely saved it was the cast and also longevity i think those are two two standouts with this one uh we only differ i think at, at the plot because i gave you know i, I had some issues with uh, it borrowing from lion king from aladdin also from uh, snow white things like that but that's that's just the disney way that's the only thing i would say but they have been doing a better job at coming up with some new plots and movies so uh much appreciated let everybody know where to find you hey, hey, hey you can find me at lee boy tv definitely follow me also uh and that's going to be on pretty much all the socials across the board except for on fan base where i'm just at lee boy because i got in there early you guys get over there and follow me on fan base i'm gonna be bringing the child star chat there every thursday at 6 p.m uh Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time, where I'll have me, Angelique, Latangela, a couple of all the child star buddies will be talking about pop culture and things like that. And uh, yeah, definitely follow me also on YouTube uh, at Lee Boy TV on YouTube. You can follow me, KDNG Prime Time, follow the podcast at Prime Pod. Uh, we got you know videos coming up on IG and on. YouTube during the weeks, you know, snippets of the episodes so y'all can go watch. Uh, next week, do you have an idea? Y'all got to tell everybody, do you have an idea of what movie you're going to pick? Oh, yeah, I'm doing another live action classic on okay. Disney Plus uh, from my era. You know, okay. it may or may not be in the recommended sections under Miss Doubtfire. May or may not. I think, okay. I think it could. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it's definitely in that same era and for sure. A classic for sure a classic for sure a classic and, sure. and it, it, when you say same era you don't mean same year you just mean like in the 90s right yeah just in the 90s um oh. same type of yeah same type of comedy same type of things like that if y'all can guess put y'all guesses in the comment section and we'll let y'all know so anyways from me boy from me 
You say prime time is all the time, and we all out. the time, baby. We out. Thanks for tuning in to the Prime Nostalgia, the podcast dedicated to entertainment from childhood. That's 80s, 90s, the latest 2000s. Because Prime, you know it all, and Lee Boy be wow. And he's from all that, dropping gems for you to find. So that's orange, that light is lying. Prime time is all the time. We talking about the classics, and there's so many. That's Lee Boy TV and P-R-I-M-E. Pal.